with Clifton Brantley. Today, we're going to talk about why are you here? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why are you here? Like, what, what's, what, what is, what is your reason? Or should I say, what is the reason that you are on the planet? Why are you here? I was thinking about um, I was thinking about my journey and thinking about how I got to the place where I am. And what I realized is my my um, my story is actually, well, let me not be presumptuous. It may be it may be interesting to some people. <laughs> I don't say my story is interesting, but uh, that might not be true for a lot of people. But anyway. This came to me, uh, you know, wanting to talk about this this topic because just like the person you choose to spend your life with will greatly impact your quality of life, so will understanding your purpose or not, right? Whether or not you walk in your purpose, your calling, your God-given assignment, will affect the quality of your life. But watch this. It will also affect the quality of your relationships. It'll affect, it'll affect the, the quality of your relationships. It will affect um, the, the, sometimes the healthiness of your relationships. The unfortunate reality is a lot of times when we choose a partner, we choose people to spend our lives with before we ever know what our assignment on the planet is. So, so I want to talk about, you know, I just want to talk about purpose a little bit and why it matters and, and helping you discover your purpose because, well, I mean, cause it matters. Everything, everything, everything created has a purpose. Everything. There's nothing created without a purpose, all right? Like your iPad has a purpose. This microphone has a purpose. Your car has a purpose, right? The curtains in my office, they have a purpose. The glasses on my face, purpose. And the thing about purpose, let's say for, let's let's use the iPad for example. The purpose of the iPad was created before the iPad itself was created. For what the iPad would be used for, whatever it's supposed to do, that was created in the mind of the creator of it before 
the actual physical iPad whatever it was ever created. As a matter of fact, I could even take, take it a step further and say this. Before the iPad was a physical reality in somebody's hand, it was already complete in the mind of the creator. Like you, when anyone creates something in the physical, it is created first in their minds. That's how they then get it on paper and then get it into production. So when you create something in your mind, you, the only reason that you're creating it because you have an intended purpose. Like if the creator of the iPad had in their mind, I want to create something that will have people travel from one destination to another without four wheels, but instead with three wheels and they'll get there faster. If that is the purpose that he has in his mind, he's not going to create the iPad as we know it today. He would create something else. The reality of the iPad and what it does and how it looks and how it feels and the weight of it and all of that is a result of the purpose that the creator had in mind, that the creator had in mind when he created it. And I use that as, a, that as an example because that reality is the same reality for everything created, including you. Yeah, see, God does not create without a purpose. Nobody does. Like, now, if you're outside, so when I was a kid, I was outside playing, right? We're playing with mud pies and we're playing with, we're playing with the ants, right? Um, I remember one time when I was a little older, maybe like middle school, lived in these apartments, and we decided we was going to build a, build a clubhouse in these bushes with some boxes, right? <laughs> we had some boxes and we was going to build a clubhouse, which, by the way, is the reason why when I watch Friday, well, especially when I watched it the first time, um, and, and Craig told Smokey that, you know, he got fired for stealing boxes, and Smokey was like, what are you stealing boxes for? Are you trying to build a clubhouse? Bro, I was dead. I was like, wow. So kids all over the world <laughs> had the same thought. That lets you know that although every human being is unique, our experiences are not as unique as we think. And that's one of the things the enemy wants to do. He wants to convince you that what you're going through, nobody's ever been through that. The relationship you're in, it ain't never been this worse. And yeah, there's marriage therapy, but that's not going to help this because this you married the crazy person. Like out of everybody else, my marriage is the worst or my life is the worst. That is a trick of the enemy. But I digress because that's not what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I remember. So when we were trying to build this clubhouse in the bushes, uh, I can say we did not have like it wasn't complete in our mind before we started building but because of that, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know, like, we just put some stuff together thinking it would work. Now, we did have that much in our mind, but it, it, it never got to be a clubhouse because we didn't know what we were doing. Now, the clubhouse did have a purpose, 
which which is what was fueling us trying to create one. The purpose of the clubhouse was a place where we could just hang out and talk. So that's what we were trying to create. But we didn't know how to do that. And so it, it didn't come to pass. And the point of me bringing that up is this. That may be that may have been the only time or that may be the only situation, a scenario where uh, someone is trying to create something without it already being complete in their mind. But look at we were kids. Right. We, we were we were little creators, but we not we could not create at the level of our imagination. And so that didn't come to pass. But. Outside of that, my point is nobody creates without first establishing the purpose of the thing that they're creating, including God. Like Apple and all the products that they create, they are not smarter than God. They're not. So the fact that you, human being, are on the planet is an indication that God has a purpose for you. There is a purpose attached to every human being's life. Now, millions of people die and never discover why they were on the planet. I believe that's sad. Um, Funny story, I remember when, um, (laughs) I don't know how old I was. I think I was somewhere between uh, 28, 29 and 30, somewhere up in there. But I met this girl and I thought, man, it seemed like we we were spiritually compatible, you know, because I really wanted someone who loved God. She wanted someone who loved God and, like, loved God for real, right? And we met, and, and we hit it off really well. And we were the same age, but spiritually and maturely, mature-wise, emotionally, she was way older than me, way older. So I remember one day we was having a conversation and she asked me, what, what is your purpose? What do you believe your purpose is? And I was confused. I was like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, what is your purpose? What do you, what? And I didn't have an answer for her. Shortly thereafter, she decided to break up with me. And what she said was, and I don't remember what her purpose, I, I, I still don't remember her purpose, but she told me, like, we can't be together because you don't even know what your purpose is. Like, you don't even know what you're here for. I know what I'm here for, and you don't. And she broke up with me. And the thing is, as I think about that now, I'm like, man, who was teaching her? Because most people at this age, like I'm 50, most people my age today don't have that level of maturity because they ain't been taught that way. And just thinking back on it, I'm like, man, who was teaching her? Because I knew I grew up in church and I was serious about God, but I had not ever heard of anything about purpose. So anyway, she broke up with me. And I, when I tell you I was confused, man, I was confused. You know, she looked good. I looked good. We looked good together. We had fun. Like, we were trying to abstain. Like, we, it was good. And she said, because I didn't know my purpose. We can't be together. And she really broke up with me. I was, <laughs> I was a little, I was a little hurt because I'm like, dang. Like I know I'm a good package. That's what I thought back then, right? Um, she walked away. It was some years later, 
as I continue to grow and mature, when uh, God revealed to me what my purpose was, and I think I ended up crossing her path a little while, not crossing paths, like on social media or online somewhere. And I remember telling her, hey, guess what? I discovered my purpose and we laugh, <laughs> right? Um, but she was right, right? And, and most people today, if, if you're already in a committed relationship, I don't believe most people today, if while in a committed relationship, discovered their purpose and realized that the purpose God has given them, or I should say the purpose God gave them, I'll talk about that in a minute. The purpose God gave them contradicts with the relationship and the person who they're attached to. They're not leaving. They're not going to break up. They're not going to do that. Most people. They're going to hold to what they can see, which is the person in front of them in love, and they'll try to make their purpose fit into that. That's dangerous, right? And I tell people, it is it is unwise and dangerous for you to attach your life to another human being when you don't know the purpose of your life, especially getting married and not knowing your purpose. That's dangerous. I'm telling you, that's dangerous. Don't do that. But every human being has a purpose. Every, every human being was created for a reason. You were born for a reason, right? There is, an, there is, an, there is a God-given assignment that you have that nobody on the planet can complete but you. And if you don't walk into that space, then the rest of society, the world, the church, whoever your assignment is, those people suffer. At what level they suffer, I don't know, because you're not like you may the only person may be the only person that can do what you do, but you're not the only person that can do what you do. That didn't make sense, huh? Okay, let me let me let me break it down to you. So I'm the only person that can walk out my purpose of helping marriages heal, helping people have quality marriages so that they can raise healthy children. But God can give someone else a purpose very similar. So they'll be walking their purpose out and they'll fulfill that purpose according to what God has given them, right? And so then the people that I'm assigned to this part is speculation. I don't know about this part, right? So I'm just, I, I'm just make this part up. When I say make it up, not just like put it out my butt, make it up like you know, abracadabra. <laughs> but I'm saying this is this is what I call uh, supernatural speculation. So the people that are assigned to me, if I don't walk into my purpose, then I believe that God would reassign them to someone else, right? But there's something that they miss if they are part of my assignment. I, I got to believe that too, because God is who he is. And if anybody can do my assignment, then what's the purpose of me having one? Right? So anyway, um, there's an assignment that's connected to your life that you should be walking in. And I know, I understand a lot of people don't know what that is. My goal is to help you uh, today. I hope that I can help. I hope that I can help you discover that. So, um, so for me, my God-given assignment is to married couples, helping people have healthy marriages so that they can 
raise healthy children in a safe environment, thereby producing productive citizens for society and the world and helping the world be a better place overall. And then specifically uh, raising children to be a part of the kingdom to help advance the kingdom agenda. Right. But my, my assignment is, is married couples. Now I've gone through seasons where, and this is after I discovered my purpose, but I've gone through seasons where I was unsure if this was still my assignment and my questioning whether or not it was still my assignment was always more connected to what was going on in my life at the time more than uh, like me wanting to do something else. It's not that I wanted to do something else, but um, it was always, it was always, you know, my marriage is upside down. Lord, you sure you call, you sure you call me to help folk with marriages? Cause mine is falling apart. I don't know what, I'm doing and how am I going to help somebody else? So in those times, you know, that's when I've questioned my, my calling. Um, but that's, that's what it is. Um, I want to read something for you from y'all remember my space, my space back in the day. So I had, I had, um, I had a MySpace account and there was this lady that I did not know personally. I don't even know how we became friends. And when I say friends, I'm talking about like friends on Facebook. I don't know what they were called back then on MySpace. I don't remember. But she was just someone I was connected to that I knew, but I didn't know her personally. And uh, MySpace was after I had discovered my calling. I'm going to go back to how I got to that point a little later also. But but during this time, I was already walking in. Well, I shouldn't say walk. I wasn't walking in my purpose. I knew what it was. I think I was still in school. But I was always posting about, you know, relationship stuff, whatever. Anyway, this young, this I say young lady, she was older than me. But her name, her name is Pastor Lisa. And uh, she randomly, we were not conversating. We, I, don't, I don't know if we ever had any conversations, not to my knowledge. We were not conversating. I, I didn't talk to her about my purpose. I didn't, I hadn't shared anything intimate about me with her. But she sent me a message. And this is what the message said. I'm going to read this to you. And um, I, I kept it all this time. I printed it out and I had it laminated because um, I wanted to keep this. But check this out. Listen to this. She says, yes, you will take the word of God across the nation in conferences about male leadership and responsibility, female submission and healing between the sexes. That's the good part. The not so good news is that God is calling you on. God is calling on you to commit your way to him completely. The mantle message and anointing you have is not only for your sake, but for the sake of others. And then she put this in all caps, stop wasting time. Things come so easily to you that you are not taking your calling as seriously as you should. While you are reading this message, God is opening the eyes of your understanding so that you will now see the life he wants you to live. Choose to live it now 
you have not been called to be a real man by the world's standard of measurement, but by God's. I love you, Pastor Lisa. When I first got that message, I was I just stared at it. I was kind of like, wow, that's wow, this lady don't even know me. And here we are years later, and this resonates with me so much, especially if I'm honest, especially the stop wasting time part. I know that's God because what she said after that, things come so easily to you that you're not taking your calling seriously. That was true. That that was true. And so um, I just wanted to share that with you, but I want to... I want to help you discover your purpose. So, so how, first of all, let's let, before I, before I talk about my calling and how I got here, how do, how do we know that everybody has a purpose? Like you may be listening to me and be thinking, and you may be thinking, I don't know if God has called me to anything. First of all, you may not know it, but in order for you to think that you're walking in pride because essentially what you're saying is God may have created everybody else with a purpose, but I'm so bad or my life has been so jacked up or I see myself as so small, Gideon, that he ain't called me. And, and if you believe that, then what you are doing, you are, watch this, elevating yourself above God. Because what you're saying is God has all power to change everybody's life but yours. God has all power to give everybody a purpose but you. Now, when I say it that way and you hear me, does that make sense to you? Hopefully your answer is no. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that every human would have a purpose except you. So then what your mind wants to do and rationalize, well, I'm not saying everybody has a purpose. I'm saying I don't believe I have one, and there are probably a lot of people who don't have one. Okay. Well, believe what you want to believe, but I'm going to encourage you to believe that you have one. Here's what God said to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I set you apart. I sanctified you. I called you. Basically, he tells Jeremiah, I called you before you got to the planet. Before I sent you to earth, when you were still in my mind, when I created you in heaven, that's when I called you. And then I gave you a life. So the calling that I put on your life came before I gave you life on the planet. So there's nothing on the planet that can happen to you that can cause me to remove the calling that I've placed on you. Because I'm God and I don't work like that. God was speaking that to Jeremiah, but it's not exclusive to just Jeremiah. When you go over to Psalms and you read what David wrote, he, he echoes the same sentiments, right? When you go to Romans, Romans 9, God talks about, and Paul is talking about how God chose Jacob and rejected Esau before they had ever done anything good or bad. And the point of me saying that is, God has a calling on your life, but because you have done life and you've been hurt or because you have believed the lies about you from the enemy, you think 
that you somehow have been created without a purpose just because you haven't discovered it or just because it look, your life looks like it looks and you think there's no way in the world that God has given me a purpose because if he had, then why does my life look like it look? Well, that may be because you refuse to yield your life to Christ. So if you don't yield your life, then, I mean, yeah, it's not going to it's not going to look like he's called you any, to anything. But don't be fooled just because you don't operate in or recognize your purpose does not mean that you don't have one. And uh, Dr. Miles Monroe said, when you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the purpose of your iPad, you're going to abuse it. And you're going to misuse it. Like you can use your iPad for a plate. You know what I'm saying? It's flat. It's, it's, it's you know, it, you can use it for a plate. You can pile food on it and you can carry it around and you can eat off of it. It will, it will operate in that function, but that's not what it was created for. That's not the purpose of it. And just because you misuse the iPad does not mean that you change the purpose of the iPad. It still has the same purpose. You're just misusing it in the same way. Just because you misuse and abuse your life does not mean that God has changed the purpose of it. It still has a purpose. You're just misusing it and abusing it. Right? If you don't if you don't know the purpose of your body, you'll abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of your mind, you will abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of your marriage or your spouse, you will abuse it or them. So you may be living the life you're living because you have not sought out God to discover why he put you on the planet anyway. Why, why did he put you on the planet anyway? All of us are created with a purpose in mind. And I can tell you the purpose that God gives is always going to be connected to serving others. Always. Serving is not a bad thing. Serving is a good thing. As a matter of fact, research, not the Bible, research says we heal ourselves from the brokenness inside when we give to others. Yeah. So why are you here? What is your purpose? So I was, I was, um, about how old was I? I was like 31, you know, 31. And so I guess this was, wasn't too short. It was shortly after the other young lady broke up with me. Um, man, have you ever tried to, I wonder if this, if this is just me. Have you ever tried to recall the steps of your life or like, you know, this happened there and that happened there. And then uh, you get confused because you wait. I know that was in 2008, but I thought that came before this. This couldn't have come before 2008 because I was in school. But then if I was in school, how did that happen? Has that ever happened to you? Sometimes when I tell these kind of stories, I'm fascinated by like the way things go, because uh, 
it seems like so much happens in a short amount of time. And I'm thinking that, okay, these are, that, that was a different year and that was a different year. And then when I started putting my age to it, I'm like, wow, wait a minute. A lot of this stuff was the same year or the same couple of years. And it's like, wow, okay. Anyway, <laughs> that was just interesting to me. So I was about 30. Let me think. Because I got the revelation of some uh, for October. No, 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 not October, not October. It was somewhere maybe like the end of August, September area when I got the call, when I understood the call. And then I started school that next January. And when I started school in January, that was 2005. So in 2005, I was 32 going on 33. Is that right? I'm born in 72. Yeah. So I was, see, I thought I was 31. That's crazy. I was 32. Getting ready to be 33. So anyway, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. So I was at a funeral. And um, this is, an, as a matter of fact, this is another one of those things, side note, that confuses me. Because I know I was at a funeral, but the funeral that I thought I was at, I found out a few years ago, that's not the funeral I was at because uh, the guy who passed, I saw his wife at, um, she worked at the courthouse. And I saw her, and when she was telling me, he was reminiscing about when he passed, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, that couldn't have been his funeral because when his funeral happened, I was nowhere near my purpose. Or was I? I don't even know. Anyway, irrelevant. <laughs> I was at a funeral. And um, somebody, it, this wasn't the eulogy part. It was just one of the pastors or preachers or whatever. They was up talking. I don't know what they were talking about, but as they were talking, my mind began to wonder, what are people going to say about me when I'm gone? Whose life will I have impacted other than my children? And I don't know where that question came from because it's like, why does my life need to impact anybody other than my children? But anyway, that's what I was thinking, man, who, who will know that I was here other than my children? Will I have affected anybody's life? And that put me on the quest to discover why am I here? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And so uh, I met with my pastor at the time, Dr. Michael P. Williams, uh, the late Dr. Michael P. Williams. He passed last year. And uh, he told me, he said, find the thing that you would do for free. And your purpose is probably connected to that, to that in some kind of way, right? If, if money was not an object, Say, like, if you won the lottery or something, like, you don't need money, what work would you still do? And at the time, when he first said, said that, obviously, I couldn't think of anything. I really couldn't. The only thing I could think of was basketball. That's how immature I was. It's like, basketball? Because that's the only thing I could think of that I would do for free. But that, that answer came from my flesh, which only desires pleasure. 
but I could I couldn't think of anything. But it did put me on the on the on the journey to discover, man, what would I do for free? And that's what I want you to ask yourself. If it wasn't about the money, what work in the earth would you still do? Because work, uh, let me just tell you, work is not cursed. Work is blessed. Hard work is hard, but work is just work. Like you, you're gonna work. Some folk have to work to be lazy. That's that's you. If you got to work to be lazy, you working really really hard, right? But anyway, like put all that work, put take that work and put it on a job or something. But you know that's not this podcast. So you want it? You want it? Whose life will have impacted? Right? What what is the work that you would do? What is the work? So I could not think of anything, right? And then um, it was, I'm not going to do time frames again. It was shortly thereafter. I want to say a week, but it could have been longer. But it, shortly thereafter, I had met a young lady. I don't remember how I met her, where I met her. Um, I know I was single, so I wasn't cheating, right? But I met a young lady. And I invited her to Bible study. So she came to Bible study with me on a Wednesday. And and it was cool, right? After Bible study, uh, and we met there. We didn't drive there. So I'm at the house. We're on the phone. And we're talking. You know, we're doing the regular get to know you kind of stuff. And as we were talking, at some point she started to tell me about her ex or a past relationship or something, right? And... uh, She's telling me about it. I don't remember what she said. I don't remember the context of the conversation at all. But I do remember when she finished talking, then I started talking. Don't know what I said. But I do know when I finished speaking, this was her response. Wow, you should be a counselor or something. When she said that, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, that's it. And a light came on. I had never, ever thought of that before in my life, ever. Like, why would I? Like, that wasn't, that was nowhere on my screen, nowhere. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, during the time that I was trying to discover my purpose, I was also in the middle of a career shift because, so I had been in architecture for a while, but I wasn't an architect, right? So I was a drafter. But I work for architects and the architects make the big money. I made the little money. And I knew that I wasn't making enough to take care of my three children. I was a single father of three. And uh, so I was thinking about going into uh, database management, Oracle and all that stuff. It was really big. And I know you can make good money doing that. And so I was going to go to like a little school and get a certification because at the age that I was, I was not interested and going back to school for four years to do anything. So I knew I had to change careers because to be an architect, none of the experience mattered. I would have to go to school still for five years to be an architect. And I'm like, yeah, at 31, 32, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. Right. (laughs) Mm -mm. I did not have a master. I didn't, I didn't obviously didn't have a master, but I had no, all I had was, uh, um, associate's degree from ITT Technical Institute. That's where I learned drafting. ITT, 
right? I don't even think ITT exists anymore, but I went to ITT and I got into drafting. And people used to ask me, you know, is drafting your calling? I'm like, no, um, I'm just, or was that a part of your calling? I'm like, I'm sure it was a, you know, a part of just my life. But the reason I was a, a, a drafter was because at first when I was married, I was married to the kids, mom, we were young. Like I was like maybe 25 and uh, we were struggling. And so the reason I became a drafter is because she looked up um, ITT Technical Institute. She called ITT. She made an appointment and said, let's go talk to them. When I got off work from my security job, we went up there. I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. I just follow directions. Okay, we're going to do this. And I'm just like, man, for what? I don't want to go back to school. She's like, you know, we need more money or whatever. So anyway, we go meet with the counselors or whatever. And they tell us about the, the they had three programs. They had um, electrical engineering, AutoCAD, and I forgot the third one. Well, actually, it may have been just those two. Yeah, electrical and, and, and drafting. And, um, you know, he showed me some drawings. I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And I just... He asked, you know, which one would you be interested in? I, I think I'd be interested in the drafting if I was going to do it. And then he showed me the pricing. I'm like, well, we ain't got no $12,000. Like, I think, and I don't know if that was the actual price. I know it was five figures. I'm like, we, we don't have money for that. Like, how are we going? Then they start talking about financial aid or whatever, whatever. I applied. I got in. I got in. So, bam, I started school. So, the reason I was a drafter is because my wife at the time researched that and we went and talked to them. Has she researched plumbers? And she took me to a plumbing school. Guess what? I'd have been a plumber. Uh, it wasn't because of my desire. Now, it just so happened that when I became a drafter, I got good at it. And I, I really enjoyed it. Right? I wish AutoCAD wasn't so expensive today. I would be drawing stuff now. Because I had started working on my dream home. But, you know, the way the world works now, everything is a subscription. And AutoCAD is so doggone expensive it's ridiculous so that and I, i'm sure there are other cad programs out there anyway i digress because that's not the purpose of this but um so i was a drafter so when the holy spirit said that's it here here's here's my point in telling you about about me not wanting to go back to school because when i got the message from god that my calling was to be at the time, I, you know, I, it was very new. So I'm, you know, I'm be a counselor, therapist, whatever. I knew I had to go back to school. But watch this. Side note. From the beginning, I knew, or at least I felt like, I did not have to go to school to learn how to, how can I say? I didn't feel like I had to go to school to learn how to do the assignment God gave me. That's not why I went to school. I went to school so that I can have the credentials on the wall so the people who come see me and talk to me would trust that I know what I'm talking about. That's it. But anyway, after that conversation that night, I got on the phone the next day, literally, trying to find a school to enroll into. But it was too late. I was going to go to school right then because in that moment, that was an immediate shift. I went from not wanting to go to school for four to five years for a bachelor's degree to being open to going to school up to eight years 
to be a doctor of um, marriage therapy, right? Um, I, I say I was open to going eight years. At this point, I'm not. I'm not getting a doctorate. Like I'm, I'm tired of school. Unless God, like He did then, uh, um, speaks to me in a way that I know for sure it's Him. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not going to be a doctor. But the point is, I had a mind shift from not wanting to go to school for a four year degree for ar- for architecture or anything else to being completely open to going however long it takes because of purpose. So anyway, I got on the phone the next day. School was, it was too late. So I registered for U of H downtown and I started school in, um, in January. At this time I'm 32, right? Uh, me and my, me and my, me and the kids, mom, we had divorced. Um, I think when I was 30, we separated 28, divorced at 30. And so, um, at 32, Revelation, I go back to school, first first uh, day in class, not first day in class, I'm sorry, not first day in class, because I was at the master's program, it was first day in class, but um, when I was in undergrad, when I got into my psychology class, it felt like home. When we started learning, I'm like, wow, yeah, this, this, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? And then when I went to get my master's, because you got to have a master's to be licensed in Texas, the first day of class in, I forgot what, what was that class? I think it was the foundations of family therapy. Uh, the first day in there, I, I got another confirmation. Yes, this is it. This is absolutely what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's the track I've been on ever since. And, and to, 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 for me, man, it's been a blessing. It's, the assignment has been a blessing. Now, let me say this. I don't know if everybody, I honestly don't know if everybody with a purpose is going to get paid for their assignment. I don't know that. Um, I think so, but honestly, I don't know. I like I don't have scripture for, so I can't say, right? But I but I do know it is a blessing for me to be able to get paid for for. I, I well, I can't say for not working because I just say work is bless is a blessing, but it don't feel like work. Over the last year or so, it has felt more like work, uh, but but I fully believe and understand that is because of me and my mindset, not because of the actual assignment. Right, that's me getting in my head and trying to you know evolve as a business owner, those kind of things. But I remember when I first started my practice, I literally. I would get to the office about eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I would not leave the office until around nine or 10 o'clock at night. I take clients at eight o'clock, sometimes nine o'clock. And it never felt like I was at work all day. Never. It never felt like I was at work all day. And I remember when it finally hit me one day, I was like, dang, I've been spending long hours in the office. But it just, I was seeing like, six, seven clients a day. I was not getting burned out. I was, it was, it was purpose. I was running on purpose juice, <laughs> purpose juice. And I'm telling you, it, when, 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 when you discover your purpose, life is different. I can't fully explain it, but I'm telling you, life is just different. You wake up different. You walk around different. You feel different. Like 
it's just not the same to the point to where I said like purpose made me change from not wanting to go to school to being eager to go to school because it, I have a purpose now. And I want to encourage you to discover why you're here on the planet. There, there is a specific reason why God put you here. You want to discover that because here's the thing. All of your greatest blessings, the greatest things that you are going to get from God, I believe are going to be rooted in your assignment. Blessings don't always mean, always mean you know, what feel, feels good and pleasurable and things like that. Although, although blessings are pleasurable, right? But with blessings come burdens. So don't think I'm selling you wolf tickets and saying, hey, it's just going to be hunky-dory on this side and no more trouble. No, 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 no. Rest assured, the enemy is going to uh, increase his efforts to destroy your life. But you don't have to worry about that because Jesus already said, I've already overcome the world. And he's already overcome Satan. So if you're walking in Christ, the enemy, like, we're not afraid of him. Yeah, no, we, we, we're, not, we're not afraid of him. But, but um, don't waste your time on the planet living a life that is contrary to what God put you here for. And if you don't know what he put you here for, I strongly urge you to get busy discovering your assignment. So I said that your assignment is going to be connected to the thing that you love to do for free. It's also going to be connected to your giftings, right? Uh, uh, because what God calls you to, he's already equipped you with. Now, it's your job to, to um, sharpen your skills, right? It's your job to, to get better at your craft. But when God gives you the assignment, you have the ability to do it. The only thing blocking you from doing it is you, you are in your own way. And so I want to encourage you to allow God to move the chess pieces of your life in a way that he strategically orchestrates your discovery of the purpose that he gave you from the very beginning. He didn't like, he didn't call me to do what I'm doing when I was five or 10 or 32 he sent me to the planet with it. And isn't it interesting that the whole time while I was an infant and a toddler and a child and a preteen and a teen and a teenager and a, and a young adult, the whole time I was a kid, I had this purpose. But also, the whole time I had this purpose, it was never groomed inside of me. Right. My parents did not raise me to discover my purpose. They did not raise me according to my giftings. And I'm, here's the point that I'm making, because I'm not I'm not as much talking about my parents as I am talking about you raising your children. See, when the Bible says raise up a child in the way that he should go, he's not talking about um, it's not just talking about discipline, like teach them that they shouldn't steal and they won't be a stealer, a thief. That's not really what it's talking about. Or let me say it's not that's not only what it's talking about, but it's what it what it's talking about. Raise up a child according to their bent, according to their skills, according to what it looks like God has already invested in them. 
Now, I didn't know that when I was a parent, so I didn't do that either. Most parents do not raise children as if they already have a God-given assignment. I raised my kids to do what I thought was good. Like, I put them in sports. I didn't get a message from God say they're going to be athletes. All of them played sports, right? One of my sons, um, Cliff, he wanted a guitar. Bought him a guitar. He was into music. And then now both of them, my sons, both of them are into music. My daughter, she's into history. But but I did not raise them for those things because I, I didn't know anything about raising a child according to the purpose God has already given. And what I want to encourage you parents to do is to do better than I did, right? Stop putting you, you – now, I'm okay with putting your child in, in, in swimming. And I'm okay with putting your child in karate, you know, swimming teaches them how to swim. That's a good skill to have. Karate teaches them discipline, right? But, and I'm okay with all, you know, sports or whatever. But at a certain level, when you start getting into, like, like my son played AAU, right? All of the thousands and thousands and thousands of kids who are p- playing AAU basketball. And AAU basketball is very, very, very expensive, Okay. So all of these kids playing AAU basketball, nobody's going to convince me that God has called all of these kids to be basketball players. But the parents are invested in them as if this, not as, as if this is their life assignment, but like, I want this to be your life assignment. And here's the thing. Here's what I believe. Uh, and I'm sure if I had researched this, I absolutely could have found it. I haven't found it. But um, there are people, there are some greats in the sports world who are now retired, who are now living out their purpose where basketball or football or baseball or whatever may not have been their God-given assignment. They may have been skilled and talented at that, but that doesn't mean that that, that was their assignment. I'm sure I could find some people. Who comes to mind right off the bat is Deion Sanders. Now, if, if the sport is a way that you serve people, then I can see that. So if like what Dion is doing with these kids, if he was doing that when he was in the NFL, then okay, maybe. But I presume that that part was to set him up for his real assignment. And I'm just guessing. I don't know how all that worked. That's not my business because my point is this. There is an assignment that you have. You need to discover that. I'm telling you. Your life will be different. There's nothing like walking in what God has already called you to because when 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 God puts you on the path that he puts you on, you got to understand God knows how to make your life happy. God knows how to satisfy you. God knows how to please you. God knows how to make you great. He created you. And so it just makes sense to go to the one who created you to find out how do I be great? It is dangerous to spend your life copying another human being because they have a purpose. You have a different purpose. You are not them and they are not you. You are the only you on the planet. So whatever you have inside of you, stop being selfish and prideful, holding it back because you're afraid of what people are going to say. You're afraid that you don't sound right. You're afraid you won't look good on camera. You're afraid that you can't run a business. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
So the fear that you're walking in did not come from God. It came from the enemy. And I want you to yield your life to Christ. Seek his face and find out what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to be serving while I'm on the planet? Because while you're dealing with your childhood stuff and you can't get out of the bed of life to do life, somebody else is suffering. God is trying to make you the answer to somebody else's prayer, just like he made somebody else the answer to your prayer. The folk that has showed up in your life to help you at different times, you think that was random? God wants to make you the answer to somebody else's prayer. And the way he's going to do that is by you discovering the purpose for which he put you on the planet. Don't waste your life chasing after selfish ambition, fleshly desires, and the pride of life. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. That's that's my that's my strongest encouragement. Seek God. Ask him what he wants from you. He'll tell you. And it doesn't matter how far you've gone away from God. The Bible says that uh, God's call is without repentance, meaning he doesn't take it back. It's still there. Repent. That means to turn around and go the other way. Repent from the direction you're going. Yield your life to Christ. Seek first the kingdom and allow God to do when you what no one else can do but him. Talk to you guys next time.